Blog Talk Radio. It's trash. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it ain't counting like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The four for 26, so the war in Kuwait is the war room. With five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. Good War Room family, you're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on, of course, the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, I'm the boy Dev, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my bro, got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. Um, B. Austin might make an appearance or two this evening, but we're not sure, so for the most part, it'll just be me and the Blueprint. Yo, the inaugural NBA playing tournament is underway um, I got a few bars for that, man. We definitely talk about that. We're going to discuss what the results are going to mean to the playoff picture, as well as Kwame Brown pretty much spazzing online all week. So sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. The war room starts now. And of course, you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports, we'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. What up, Jim, man? We we lost another one in, in Paul Mooney this week. Uh, what's your thoughts yeah, on man. Paul Mooney and his contribution to the culture? I mean, Paul Mooney is a legend, man. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he I mean, <laughs> there's nothing more to be said. He's fans so many... Um, so many decades, his body of work is, is, is crazy. Um, one of the funniest guys ever, but, you know, another one going his, in 2021, man. His amount of Fs that he used to give for white people was legendary because he had zero yeah, Fs to give. Um, even though, even though and, you know, that was different from back in his day. You know, people hard. didn't really have the <laughs> – they didn't have the audacity to talk the way that he did. Um, uh, about white people. You know, he wrote for some of the best. He was a writer for Richard Pryor. I mean, he was still writing in the game when when Keenan came around and was doing stuff like Hollywood Shuffle and all that kind of stuff. So, like, shout out to Paul mm-hmm. Moody, man. Definitely, yeah, definitely man. I mean, great. He talked. He allegedly had a white wife, but I, I mean, I can't confirm or deny that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that, makes even, that makes it even funnier. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> if he did, after all the type of stuff he said about white people. I have a rest in peace, rest in power to, to Paul Mooney, man. But definitely, before we get started, we want to remind you guys that whether you're live with us or not, that any time during the week when we're not live on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Uh, you can do that either at our own website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms, man. You know, big, big, big spaces opened up. You know, since Joe Budden and his crew wilding out right now. <laughs> you know, some of our shows can just move on in, be one of your favorites. There's never an excuse to miss an episode of the War Room, Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Podcast, John Appetit with the Burtons, On the Couch with the Wilsons. After further review, there's never 
an excuse, man. Just go to warroomsports.com or one of the major podcast listening platforms and check them out. Yo, let's get into these hot topics, man, so we can move this thing right on along, man. Hot topics, of yeah, course, brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. It's time for you to start making some money. Sports betting in my bookie, man. The NBA playoffs are pretty much a couple of days away. I mean, unless some of y'all counting this playing stuff as playoffs, but, you know, it's really not. But if you still haven't playoffs. checked out my bookie, then it's time to place your bets, lay down some money. On all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast. You don't get hassled. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after you find out whether or not LeBron's short-term blindness subsided after the Lakers tip it off against the Suns (laughs) this weekend. So join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. That'll activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get your bread. That's all there is to it. So, yeah, we're going to talk. Man, it's going to be an NBA-heavy show um, pretty much today. People probably say, well, that's, like, par for the course with y'all. That's that's really not how we see it, though. Like, you know, we think we'd be talking about a whole bunch of other stuff, and then, you know, all our hockey and baseball brethren be like, yo, what's up? But um, either way, this is going to be NBA heavy. So I guess if we're admitting it's NBA heavy, that that pretty much means that's all we're going to talk about. So uh, we're going to start it off with the NBA. (laughs) Pretty much. Even though, yeah, I I did want to say something about the boy Pilar taking a 94-mile-an-hour fastball to the the dome piece, to the nose. Um, That was, ah, my man was just leaking. Yo, crazy part is he tried to come into the clubhouse the next day like, yo, I'm in the lineup or not. Like, cuz. Like, go chill. Like, you probably don't even know you're here right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they, that's 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 nasty, man. He got hit in the head like Jerome's niece. Yeah, if you know, you know. I was listening to that today. Um, so NBA players of the week, the homie Dame Dollar, and the other boy Ice Tray. We going all nicknames today. <laughs> Dame Dollar and Ice Tray from the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, let me let you guys know what they did this particular week, which was the last week in the NBA regular season. Dame Lillard put up 31.8 points per game, 6.8 assists. He shot 57.9% from the field, and the Blazers went 3-1 and one to close out the regular season. On the other coast, on the East Coast, Trey Young, a.k.a. Ice Trey, Put up 24.3 points per game, 8.5 assists, 4.3 rebounds, and most importantly, those Atlanta Hawks. Most importantly, and I'm saying this as a Sixers fan, those Atlanta Hawks went 4-0 this particular week to close out the season strong. And the reason I'm so excited about that is because in large part due to what Atlanta did, the Sixers wouldn't have to see the Bucks, the Heat, or the, the the Brooklyn Nets until the conference finals round if they were so fortunate to get that far. And if those three teams are pretty much out of the way in the first two rounds, it would be a complete and total choke job if they didn't get that far. But those three teams are the teams that could end the Sixers' hopes. 
So the fact that they would only have to face one of them and not face one of them until the conference finals makes me very happy as a fan. So thank you, Atlanta, for stomping out the opponents in your last week of the season. Um, shout out to Dame. Shout out to Trey. You got anything on Trey these Pio. on these brothers and in the, in the weeks that they had? No, no. Just honestly, my thoughts when you when you um, tell this story, my thoughts actually go somewhere completely different because this is how my brain works. But uh, I was thinking about Dame Dollar and like you know um, Trey Young, who has multiple uh, nicknames: Ice Trey, Trey CL, all those names. But hmm. I think <laughs> to be a superstar in the NBA, like you've got to have a nickname. Like and I was thinking gotcha. about the fact that. I don't think Ben Simmons has a nickname. So Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons needs a nickname. Like we got the process. I was thinking about the fact that, you know, you got the yeah. King, you got the Joker, you got um, you know what I mean? Like all the superstars got na- like nicknames. It's, it's almost like in order to be a superhero, you need a nickname. Like you know what I mean? At um, some point, his nickname is probably going to end up being something centered around defense, and you know the glove is taken. That's probably the greatest defensive nickname of all time. Yeah, it definitely um, is the greatest defensive nickname of all time. <laughs> um, but it's probably going to be something around that. But I always think about it like Ben Simmons, he gets that kind of attention on the defensive end because he deserves it. But still in my mind, and for anybody who knows anything, you know, past the, the quote-unquote stars of the Sixers know that he or Joel is nowhere near the best defender on that team. So it's going to be hard to get a defensive nickname when you got thy bowl, shout out to uh, yeah. uh, to, to to Davis backwards homie Vod. Um, when you got Matisse Stiebel waiting in the wings to come off the bench and lock anything and everything up, it's hard to get a defensive nickname. So yeah, we're gonna have to find something for Ben Simmons that doesn't yeah, yo, revolve around that, like, all, all the Jenner. Stars. You got you got, got Spider Mitchell. Yeah, you know I mean, like if you're a star, you gotta like have a nickname. Like what's uh yeah. what's Luca's nickname? Um, I don't you got know. one yet? He ain't got one Luca either. But but the crazy thing about Luca, he's already a one name star. So sometimes when you a one name star, you know people don't really go around yeah. saying Ben. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean, because even I mean, even Kobe, when you said Kobe Big Ben, you know like, that, they try to call everybody Kobe named was, Ben who's who's big. Paul's a Big Ben. That's corny. Let's find something else. That's trash. Yo, Kobe <laughs> yeah. gave himself a nickname after already having the one one word name. Yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. The black mama. Having having one name wasn't good enough for him. He's like, y'all got to call me something. So, yeah, he black mama nickname. shortened to Mamba. Um, yeah. He, he definitely did that. He was yeah. one of the only people that really got away with that, too. Because you're not really supposed yeah, to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he got that off. He can't really get your own stuff and nickname. Yeah. You got that off. You, you have to but, be um, a top ten all time to get that off. To give yourself a nickname, like usually they tell you F O H. Yo, you remember yeah, we used to play Two uh, K, like, and they said Chris uh, Webber's nickname was the Big Bad Wolf. I ain't never heard nobody call yeah, him that. Yeah, I mean, I, to that. this day, I still never heard nobody call him that. <laughs> he must have submitted like, that to Two K himself. <laughs> I want to be the big Where bad wolf. Okay, we'll put it on there. But nobody has ever called him that, yo. That's, that's like, yo, he's lying. I've never no seen it outside of the video wolf. game. Like I told the video game F O H. Like, what are you talking about, big yo, bad wolf? That's the equivalent of that's the equivalent of LL Cool J said they call me Big LA. No one ever called you that. <laughs> nobody has ever called you that, B. And I hope Chill. that somebody did Nobody's, it was your wife. Like, you can't bring that. That's not our business, No, You don't put that in a song. Like, Big Alley. What? Yeah. I'm telling what you, you know, like, yo, who's called you Ellie, man? 
And again, yeah, it, it ain't right, even going right. to be his wife because none of his real names start with an L. So, you know, she yeah, no call him Todd that. or James. She call him something. Yeah, he just she don't that call that you Big L. I was drawing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, people, you know, he got he got that off, but it's kind of trash. It's like, it's like, but do you uh, think that was his Nazi. attempt to make that stick? And then everybody said F-O-H. Yeah, Nobody it was. It didn't work. It didn't work, yeah. This is like this yeah. is like when Nas made when Nas made the attempt. Don't say my car is topless. Say the titties. Are, no, nobody's gonna say that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's yeah, nobody, gonna see a car that didn't catch on. That didn't catch on. That didn't catch on at all. That also yeah, a lot of people thing. tried it. <laughs> yo, imagine yeah. that. Like, yo, look at that car, man. That your titties out. Yo, my man no, got the, no, my man got like the white thing with the titties out. Nah, that just don't. You know. You get paused for that. You get paused for that. Like, Yo, oh, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work, man. Anyway, man, I don't know what they got to do with uh, NBA players of the week, but that's what my brain went as a nickname, so there you go. Yeah, hey, check that's, 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 that's why the people the people who have rocked with us for 10 years, that's why they rock with us, because you're not just going to get the status quo here. Like, we can take any conversation anywhere. Like, nicknames was <laughs> not a part of this anything, and but that's what we do. All right, so yeah, also we got the uh, NBA Players of the Month for the final month of the season, which was a shortened month. Um, you know, May was cut in half because the play-in started a little over midway through May. But uh, through that half a month, we got, since we on the nickname tip, uh, tip, we got Chef Curry and the Bull Brody out east. Um, if y'all can't keep up, man... <laughs> I don't know. Y'all, y'all not NBA fans. So Chef Curry for the month of May averaged 36.8 points per game, 5.6 assists, 5.1 rebounds, and his Golden State Warriors went 8-1. and one. We're going to talk about them again in a minute when we talk about this playing thing. Actually, both of these players' teams um, were in playing games. Uh, Brody out east for the Wizards scored 26.3 points per game, now, here's where it gets silly. 16.1 assists, 13.8 rebounds. Um, yeah, but huh. his Washington Wizards only ended up going 5-4 and four because they did drop a few late, like that last week of the season to kind of mess things up. But when you're putting up numbers like that, like you can't take the award away because it was a little, you know, one game over 500. Um, so shout yeah. out to Chef and shout out to Brody. Um <laughs> for the numbers that they put up. Because um, in addition to just doing it, of course, we know during that span, he passed Oscar Robertson for most triple doubles of all time. Um, he had seven straight games of averaging over 15, I mean, of, of having over 15 rebounds. Um, like, come on, man, he's a point guard. <laughs> and, and of course, yeah. you know, every time you praise Russ with something he did for a week or something he did for a month or some triple doubles, you know, the negative Nancy's got to come in and let you know, uh, he turned the ball over too much and he do this and he do that. We know Russ's flaws, man. We know Russ's is, is, is wild style with his. Um, but damn, let's let's just appreciate something for, for a change, man. Shout out to Joel. <laughs> so uh, definitely shout out to these brothers, uh, Chef Curry and the boy Brody. We also got um, the NBA rookies of the month. I know uh, B. Austin, uh, he w- wish he was here for this one. Um, the young boy, Ant Edwards, 
was the NBA Rookie of the Month for, and the Minnesota Timberwolves will let you know this proudly on their Twitter account for the third month in a row. And Edwards was the Rookie of the Month out west, and R.J. Hampton was the Rookie of the Month out east. I know half of y'all probably don't even know who R.J. Hampton played for. But uh, Anthony Edwards scored 27 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, 4.8 assists. He's really coming to his own as a scorer later in the season. I think, you know, when, when you're on a team like the Timberwolves and there's really not much to play for, and I'm not dissing Ann at all, but this is how it's been. Like, even Iverson back when, within the six days, you realize there's not much to play for, so I might as well go out here and play for my respect. So they out here just giving it to people. So, you know, averaging 27 for the month, you know, that ain't that ain't no nothing to sneeze at. So shout out to him. R.J. Hampton mm-hmm. for the Orlando Magic, he averaged 16 points 7.1 rebounds and 5.6 assists. That's nice all-around numbers for somebody who really hadn't made much noise as a rookie. Um, yeah. Up to that point. Any nicknames here? And Edward got a nickname yet? I think I. I thought I heard. Oh, I thought I heard people calling him something. Uh, I can't remember. And R.J. Hampton, I know he ain't got nothing. Just call him R.J. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> he, 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 he he didn't do nothing yet that deserves a nickname. Um, so shout out to these rookies. And we definitely want to give a shout out to the coaches of the month. Uh, we really usually don't talk about the coaches of the month, but that's uh, Terry Stotts uh, over in Portland and Tom Thibodeau, Tibbs. He got his nickname um, for the New York Knicks for the way that they both finish the season respectively. Um so, yeah, uh, shout-out to everybody who got that accolade this particular month. Um, let's talk about this playing tournament, Jim, man. Yo, real we quick, know... uh, Casey Mack, okay. Casey Mack said, uh, they call him Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, nah. That's <laughs> trash, but okay. Yeah, that, that's trash. He, he deserves he – de- uh, even, he, you know, he just finished his first NBA season. I, th- I still think he deserves something better than that um, because – it's one of those things where the double entendre in it wouldn't – it doesn't work. It, it don't mean anything. You know what I mean? He not yeah, a little no, dude. Does, does, oh. he get small, does he get small in big minutes? Right, right. Is that what they right. saying? Like when it, yeah, like when the money's on the line? Yeah, that wouldn't even – yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think he would like that moving forward. So they got to find something different for the for the young boy. Um all right, but this playing tournament started. Uh, we know it started back on Tuesday night. We had a couple of games in the Eastern Conference on Tuesday night and a couple of games in the Western Conference on Wednesday night. So on Tuesday night, Indiana came out and blasted Charlotte from the gate. Um, it was a wire-to-wire blowout victory. Um, so Charlotte is uh, – they're gone um, because that was the 9-10 matchup. And in this play-in, we know the 9-10 matchup, loser goes home, winner goes on to play the loser of the 7-8 matchup. So Indiana will be facing Boston because Boston pretty much dismantled Washington um, that same evening in the 7-8 matchup, which means Washington still has a shot at it. They get to play Indiana, while Boston actually moves on to that 7-C. So they have a matchup with the Brooklyn uh, you know, that seven-game series, if it goes that far with the Brooklyn Nets uh, starting this weekend. So on the east, we're, we're down to Indiana versus Charlotte. 
um, for a spot at that eighth seed to play the Philadelphia 76ers. On the West, uh, Memphis last night took care of San Antonio. Um, I guess the game towards the end got a little better than it seemed, you know, from the from the start. It kind of seemed like this was going to be a runaway, but then at a point in the game, San Antonio went on, I believe it was a 17-0 run to get back in it. It kind of came down to the wire. I don't, I don't know if I ever thought. Were you watching that, Jim? I, I never really felt like if I were a Memphis fan, I wouldn't have really felt threatened. But it still came yeah. down to, you know, free throws and fouls and and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it never was um, really close. That's why I didn't really watch the whole thing. I was, um, I yeah. know a lot of y'all was watching Housewives, looking at them wagons. But I mean, you know, <laughs> dragging the wagons, all the fellas be slagging in front. Um, so. Yeah. The, the the game of the night, and I guess the game of the play-in tournament so far was the 7-8 matchup in the West, which was the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Golden State Warriors. Because we usually see LeBron versus Steph in the NBA Finals. Now we're seeing them battling to get into the playoffs. Uh, Los Angeles ended up winning uh, a close one with a big three-pointer hit by a blind LeBron James. Um, with, with less than a minute left in the game. So Los Angeles wins that. They go on as the seventh seed to face Phoenix in the first round. I know Phoenix like, God damn, we had the best season since 06, 07, and we got to play the defending champs when they're, you know, newly healthy now. So uh, shout out to Phoenix for um, being about to get that ass whooped in the first round after putting in all that work. Um, Golden State not out of it. Golden State will face Memphis um, for uh, on Friday for a chance to get that eighth seed and face uh, the Utah Jazz. So that's the crazy part. If Golden State gets in at eight and the Lakers, who have already gotten in at seven, like how crazy is that for Utah and Phoenix? It's like yeah. We did all this work all season, and this the thanks we get. We got to face <laughs> possibly Curry, and and the Suns got to face LeBron, AD, and the Lakers. Like, how crazy is this 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 situation, man? This is another reason why this whole play-in thing was 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 crazy for some teams. I mean, the the Lakers yeah, would have gotten in anyway without the play-in. So the Lakers versus Phoenix might have been a done deal either way, but. You know, that happened because of injuries. So what are your thoughts on this whole, how it's playing out and, and what it's going to mean for the first round of the playoffs? I mean, in the words of uh, Flavor Flav, man, that's the way the ball bounces, G. I don't like the play-in <laughs> tournament, though. And like I said, it's just too much. It's like, yo, what are y'all doing? Like, we already got the playoffs. That's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the, we're waiting for the tournament, which is the playoffs. Like, this playing tournament is like, you know, I get it, right? So the one thing I will respect is in – it's one thing that baseball has struggled with, which is trying new things, seeing what works, what doesn't work. You know what I mean? They they, they do it with the All-Star game pretty much every year, trying something new and drawing. And they're right. trying something new with the playoffs. I get it. I totally get it. I just don't like uh, it. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Exactly. Playoffs? <laughs> and, 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 but exactly. the All-Star game like, is something that you can play around with because it doesn't mean anything. But how do you, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, you got to, I mean, they got to try it. I mean, you know, like, I'll, I'll yeah. knock them for trying it, but yo, stop. Now you got to stop. But it's you know what, chill, though? Man, y'all doing too much. Like, 
I never liked the idea of the whole, okay, let's just do the top 16 seeds no matter what conference. But I would be all right with that before being all right with a play-in tournament. And the, and the reason I'm saying that is because, okay, if you do top 16, then we know, okay, these are the 16 best records in the league no matter what. So in, in a strange way, if you're taking out the conference thing, like these people deserve to be there. But if you're keeping it where top eight seeds make it, then the nine and the 10 seeds shouldn't have anything to do with it. Like they shouldn't have an opportunity to do this. They had 82 games this year, in this case, 72 games to get their ish together and be able to make a run at the playoffs. People love it. People love extra games. People love drama. People love the, the one and done type of situation. You know, it brings more drama, brings more money, of course. And it brings more free entertainment. Yeah. Let's so, go to 64. Let him, let him go. Right. Let's just have uh, a damn to 32. <laughs> Just let everybody 30, in the damn thing. 30 teams? Yeah, fill the 30 teams. Yeah. Yeah, just 30, let everybody in the damn thing. I don't know. I, I think it's 32 in the NFL, 30 in, in the NBA. I lose count these days. Yes, I think yeah, 30 NBA, it's 30, it's 30 <laughs> NBA, 32 NFL. <laughs> NFL got two more teams. Yeah, so I, I, know, I know it's 62 probably about to let two more teams. in soon. <laughs> yeah, I know it's 62 teams amongst the uh, two leagues and one black owner, which is not 15% like the population, but that's either here nor there. <laughs> uh, well, so, so yeah, um, they they could do that. And even, you know, with, with 30, you just give the top two teams a, a, a bye in the first round and just yep. get it in. I don't know. You figure it out. However, you got to do that. That'd be lit though for one season. For one season, that's fire. Like, <laughs> it's drama every game. Then. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, definitely would be. But it, but any of that, you know, if you're gonna do it, just you know, go all the way in and do it. This whole playing thing is is, is kind of crazy to me. But yeah, um, you know, of course, you got what you expected from the Lakers and the, and the Warriors last night. It was a pretty, you know, it was a crazy game. Um, kind of back and forth. In the fourth quarter, um, right down to the to the to the landing, and, and LeBron being poked in his eye, and being a little dramatic about it, saying that you know he couldn't see out of his left eye, and he said when he hit the three pointer that pretty much sealed the deal. He said he couldn't see when he hit it. Like Bron gonna make it dramatic. Bron gonna create a narrative. That's that's what he does, and it's, it's gonna work out well for him. I mean, it has worked out well for him. Because, you know, boy will end up being a billionaire before you even retire. And a lot of that has a lot to do with narratives, with crafting an image, you know, with being seen a, a certain way. So to him, if it works. Um, and Skyview in the chat room said Ben Simmons doesn't get a nickname till he gets a jumper. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Either way. Uh, his nickname just... Just make sure it don't have anything to do with having a jumper. I, I, a lot of people I've seen have nicknames that ain't have much of a jumper. I mean, Ben won't shoot at mm. all, but that's, that's neither here nor there. All right, so um, let's do our predictions real quick for the for the first round. Of course, for those first two seeds, it's going to have to be an either or. So uh, maybe we'll just <laughs> predict them. Uh, with both of the teams that are in the playing game well, since we don't know who's going to be in it yet. 
I'm picking the, the Sixers in Utah. Like they're both going to. They're picking them either way. So, yeah. So, so yeah. Let's 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 start from the, in the Western Conference then. So you know, of course, Utah is going to play either Memphis or Golden State. So you got Utah winning they play either one. Would it be different amount of games if it's one of these teams versus the other? I think no. it would. I, 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 I would yeah, go. Utah. I would go Utah and. You're right. I would go Utah in six either way, because I tell you one thing: if Utah yeah. go seven, they might be in trouble. So they will have to dispatch I agree with these that. kids in six. So I would go Utah in six that. over Golden State or Memphis. I was leaning towards five with Memphis, but at some point, you know, <laughs> they gotta, you know, they're gonna get in this thing. They gotta be a little more competitive. Um, so you agree yeah. with that? I think I think I think Utah might be Golden State and five, but I do think they'll be either one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a fully healthy Utah that's playing. Of course, the, the caveat is they have to play like they've been playing all season. Yeah, they would dispatch either one of those teams. Like I said, if you play around with with Golden State, though, that that's just the one you don't want to play around with and let them take yo, you check, all the way. You got to get rid of them. Your I think is, they yo. could. Oh yeah. Damn. Good looking. Oh, Schnatt, I'm there. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. Nice. I'm a uh, ten thousand nine hundred seventy-five. Good looking out. All oh, right, cool, so cool. the four-five matchup matchup out west. Uh, four-seeded Clippers and the fifth-seeded Dallas Mavericks. Who you got in that one? Um, that's a tough one. Probably the toughest one. Um, I'm going Luca, yo. Ooh. No, I can't, cause I mean they got. Never mind. He's a never mind. Yo, never mind. I'm gonna I'm I'm go with the Clippers. I'm gonna go with the Clippers. I'm I'm gonna go with the Clippers it, and six. I, right now. Yeah, I I and and this is probably where the Clippers needed to be last year, somewhere in a fourth seed. It was too much pressure. You know, they were already awarded the NBA championship um, during the preseason, during the free agency period. Um, I'm going to go with the Clippers in six. I actually think Clippers might end up doing this season what they were supposed to do last season. It might be the same like little Miami Heat story when LeBron and them got together. Everybody figured once they lost in that first year, then oh, they failed and all the haters came out dancing and all of that kind of stuff. People act like, you know, the team or at least the most important pieces of the team broke up overnight. Those three dudes are still there. So as long as they were there together, they were still going to have a chance to get it done. It might not be a, you know, not six, not seven, not eight situation, but they were going to have a chance to get it done every season. And they were in the finals four straight years. This might be the Clippers chance to at least salvage and get one or maybe, you know, end up battling for two, but this might be the year that they can do that. So I'm going to go Clippers in six, the three, six matchup, Denver versus Portland. Um, Do you think, the Jamal Murray injury comes back to bite them now, or do you think they keep rolling? Uh, I think this is where it hurts them, like literally. Um, Dame Dollar is on fire. I mean, he's coming into this on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is where it acts. Because, I mean, when he when he went down, we thought it would hurt him right then, and it didn't seem to hurt him at all. Um, yeah. And I know they got my, I know they got my man, uh, Kevin's guy, uh, you know the guy he says is the best guy in the league. Uh, what's, his, what's the boy's name? No, they traded him. 
He going too. That's why I did trade uh, him. They Jerry did trade Hayes. him. But that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Trading why, him that, actually Kev, made them better Kev, at the deadline. And I think that's why they didn't falter because they have Aaron Gordon now. They have yeah, but, uh, Michael Porter Jr. who's coming into his own. He just needed somebody to move out of his way so he can do his thing. So Yeah, <laughs> but uh, see, the thing about him is, like, even last year he was showing flashes. But when mm-hmm. the playoffs came, um, <laughs> he was he like, was, playoffs. He was showing hot flashes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yo, <laughs> I always said that to really saying to uh, Kev, like <laughs> your man Gary Harris, man, I, that's still one of the greatest uh, greatest comments we ever got about how great <laughs> Gary Harris was. Yeah, especially because they doubled down on it when we tried to tried to help him out. Like, I don't think <laughs> you're talking about Gary Harris. <laughs> but no, but, no, but, but, but seriously though, I, I think it um it's just a timing thing. I'm I'm taking Portland, um, six or seven games, but I'm gonna take Portland, yo. All right, Portland. Uh, you offering up some, how many games, or just taking Portland? Seven, seven, seven. Oh, seven. Okay. All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna go. I still believe in them, and you know, I think at this point, you know, Portland. I mean, they don't usually just you know choke in the first round. I mean, they have, but I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go Denver. Um, this is the same thing for me. I I need Denver. Not that I need, because I don't, you know, actually, I'd rather see Dame, you know, advance. But just for this prediction's sake, like, I need Denver the same way I need Utah to go ahead and dispatch these dudes, you know, before the maximum game in the series. Because I think if you go a game seven with Dame and CJ and Carmelo, I think you might be in trouble. So I'm going to go Denver in six. So these, this is, okay. these, I mean, I'm my picks are my pick, but this is me kind of hedging it. It's kind of like Utah in six or else, <laughs> Denver in six or else. Like I don't think they win mm-hmm. in seven. So let's go to the two seven matchup that we know is set in stone. Now we got the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers, the defending champion Los Angeles Lakers coming in as a seven seed, which you know had LeBron and AD not gotten hurt this wouldn't be a thing and chris paul wouldn't be about to you know choke again in the playoffs who you got phoenix or, or, or the lakers i'm taking the lakers but i'm taking in seven i i am too i'm, I'm taking the lakers in seven as well I, I this is just this is the respect and i guess you too that we're giving phoenix for the year that they actually had like so this is us saying we believe in phoenix as a two seed like any other matchup in the two C in the you know, two seven game, Phoenix would be advancing in my book, but they just rolled. They just they just got the short straw and and all of this, and they drew the defending champs, who are just now getting healthy off of a plethora of of important injuries. I don't see them advancing. If they do, kudos to them. But just like you, Jim, I got I got L A. in seven. So we're going to go over to the Eastern Conference. We got the 1-8 matchup, which is one of those unknowns right now. It's going to be Philly versus Indiana or Washington. You got Sixers? Yeah, it don't matter. I got got Sixers in six versus either one of these teams. And they they shouldn't go that far, but the Sixers are going to mess around and let it go that far. Um, I actually have – I actually think Indiana has a chance to extend them farther than Washington. Washington, I wanted to lean towards five, but I'm going to go sixes and six in the first round. 
Um, four or five matchup, Knicks versus Atlanta. I think this is going to be one of the better series. This is like two young teams not used to being there. Um, they're going to go in here Knicks hungry back. And, and, and battle each other. Knicks are back. Both Knicks teams back. 41 and 31 on the season. You got the Knicks prevailing in this one? That's right. Knicks are back. I got the Knicks in – I got the Knicks in six, actually. Um, yeah, I don't I know. I'll be having five. feelings about this. I, I, I'm thinking, like, Atlanta, and I don't know why because they don't have any history to prove this. I just don't think the Knicks want to go seven with them. You know, Trey Young could get hot and <laughs> do yeah, something like crazy to him. So, <laughs> right. But I got I got the Knicks in, in six in that one. Three six match. I got the Knicks in I got the Knicks in five, possibly four. Okay. Okay. The Knicks are back. From what? Um, three six matchup, man, and this is a revenge matchup because Miami put Milwaukee out of the playoffs last season. So we got Milwaukee at the three seed playing Miami the six seed. And I'm just, you know, just wiping my brow that, you know, Sixers ain't gotta see Miami in the first round because if last week's bullying was any indication, like we're going to need somebody to get Miami up out of here <laughs> before this is all said and done. I don't even want to go against Miami. I'm going to have to go with Milwaukee just because like, it's the safe pick, but I don't yeah. know. I'm going to go Milwaukee and I'm going to go six. I'm, I'm going to go Milwaukee and six as well. Milwaukee's not really – well, they, they seemed like it last year in the playoffs, but I think they got a little tougher um, with some of their acquisitions this season. Um, so I don't think they're just going to roll over and get bullied like they did last season. So, yeah, this, this is a team I don't think Miami's going to be able to just intimidate like that. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. Milwaukee and six, but who knows, man. M- M- Miami, they surprised us last year. Like, they weren't supposed to be in the NBA Finals, so – they coming back for what they think is theirs. Two seven matchup, which is set in stone now. We got Brooklyn, um, who you know everybody pretty much handed them the chip at the trade deadline, um, mm-hmm. and Boston, seven seed Boston Celtics. Um, I got Brooklyn in two. So, <laughs> so now I got I got Brooklyn in. I want to. I really want to say five because Jalen. Um, uh, Jalen Brown is not going to be a part of this series. Um, Kimba Walker is not that consistent. It's going to be a lot of heavy lifting by Light Mamba, um, a.k.a. Um, the Bull. I don't know his real name because we call him Light Mamba. What's his real name? Um, uh, Tatum, Tatum. 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 Yeah. It's going to be a lot of heavy lifting by Bull. We know he's never seen a shot that he didn't like. So, it's like I think he's going to put up his numbers, but I think there's a lot of situations he might – he could possibly shoot them out of some games. I'm going to go Brooklyn in six just out of respect um, for Boston being a tough team, you know, once the playoffs come around, no matter who they have in the lineup. I'm going to go Brooklyn in six, which, which would say – Yeah, I'm, I'm Brooklyn in four. <laughs> Sweet time. They're bringing out the brooms. I think we oh, have to side of Brooklyn there. We're going to see Brooklyn in this first round and be like, oh, okay. Like, All right, I got like 3,000 people in front of me. I just checked. 
right, so that's that's our first round. We'll come back to y'all in a couple of weeks because y'all know they like to stretch this out for for money purposes. We come back to y'all in like two weeks talking about uh, round two, even though the first round of the playoffs should not last two weeks, but it will because it's the NBA. So uh, we'll see how all of that goes down. All right, so stat of the week. Now, stat of the week, man, back to the Phoenix Suns, man. We're going to talk a minute about their GM, James Jones, who I call one of them lucky life dudes um, because he was he was on his Robert Ory. He was able to follow LeBron James around for like eight, nine straight seasons, and he made the finals as many consecutive times as LeBron did because he was always there as a teammate. So I want to know if James Jones, James Jones, you know, he didn't win seven chips, but I want to know if he's going to get, you know, half of that respect that certain people be paying to Robert Ory um, <laughs> uh, after his I career. Mean, well, Rudy, his career is said and done, but some years from now, because shout out to Rudy T and his Hall of Fame Rudy speech T. that Robert Ory should be, you know, making one of these speeches sometime soon. And I say, you know, I, I was with you until that very moment, Rudy T. So FOH to you, your Hall of Fame speech, um, your your jaw that Kermit Washington took care of, yeah. and, and your whole lineage, just for saying that. <laughs> so James Jones, as the Suns GM, has the highest winning percentage this season since has the, well, the Suns have the highest winning percentage since the 06-07 season, um, which is 70 point or 70.8 percent. They won 70.8 percent of their games. They have the highest playoff seed since that 06-07 season, the number two seed, and this is their first Pacific Division title since, of course, that 06-07 season. So pretty much the Suns are back. <laughs> the Suns have been that's nothing that, uh, that's that, that's pretty much since Nash then. That's the 06-07, right? Yeah, it, it definitely is. So they've okay. pr- pretty much been trash since then. So like the Knicks, the Suns are back. So shout out to James Jones, man. Give him his flowers while he's here. Um, he was a, he's a winner on the court, and now he's a winner off the court. Um, I quote of the week, <laughs> and quote, when I win the championship, I, when I win this championship, I wasn't 100%. When we beat Stefan and the Warriors, I beat the MVP. Now, that quote is from LeBron James. Sounds like he's kind of hedging his, his bet for this upcoming um, playoff run. And even Molly Kriram, Jalen Rose's wife, thinks that LeBron is setting up a narrative. And we kind of touched on that earlier, how LeBron kind of sets up narratives along the way. And he kind of argues, you know, he, try, he, he throws out points out there for this GOAT argument. You know what I mean? LeBron definitely said when we won that chip in Cleveland over Steph and them, who was a 73-9 team, that's when I became the GOAT. Like, he says little things out there. It's like he's talking to the jury. He's trying to throw some nuggets in there, even if they get stricken from the record because they're coming from him himself. You know how that is in the courtroom? We like to strike yep. that from the record. The jury still hurt it. I never understood that. Like, all right, you strike it from the record. The jury still heard it. They're humans. It's still going to be in their mind. So LeBron kind of knows what he what he's doing. He kind of massages those narratives, lets you know what he had to overcome to do this, what he might have to overcome to do it again, saying if I win this championship, I wasn't 100%. So he's trying to give you his case. 
So, you know, y'all better listen to the king. Right. What's your thoughts on I that? Ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him at all. That's what, that's what everybody does in sports is create narratives. He just, you know, he's, he's, he's up front with his, but that's what they all do, man. So, you know, I ain't right. mad at him at all. It is what it is. I'm up. I'm up the bat, Jen. My my. <laughs> they Uh-oh. just called me Uh-oh. on 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 deck. I'm up the bat. So um, Uh-oh. yeah. While while we're doing that, well, while I'm doing that, uh, just want to give you guys the name of the 2021 Hall of Fame class that is going to be inducted in a in a few months. We this is the first year that they're going to do two classes. We know that the Kobe, Duncan, Tim. Uh, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett class just went in this past weekend because of the pandemic. They didn't do it last year, so they made up for it. They're going to do it. I mean, they did it this past weekend, and they're going to do the 2021 class um, in a few months. So like I said, this will be the first year ever that the Basketball Hall of Fame will enshrine two classes. Now, in this class, uh, got some people. I mean, it's going to be hard to... You got the big bad wolf. It's going to be hard to compete against the class that just went in. But this is a nice little class, you know, especially, you know, dudes from, from our era. This is, and, and when I say our era, this is pretty much our era as adults. You know I mean? We were young adults when a lot of these dudes came into the league. So this class includes nine honorees from the North American and Women's Committees. Uh, the ninth winner in this coach in NBA history, Rick Adelman. Uh, rest in peace to him. Um, Chris Bosch, 11-time NBA All-Star, two-time champion, uh, NBA Finals MVP, and 10-time NBA All-Star, Paul Pierce. Go ahead, P-Dub. Uh, the first NBA, <laughs> first black NBA head coach in Bill Russell. He's already in as a player. We know that. He's going in now as a coach. Um, rookie of the year and two-time NCAA national. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm skipping because he did not win the national championship. Uh, Chris Webber was the NBA Rookie of the Year. Two-time NCAA time out, national time out, champion. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, Go ahead. So, no, I, just really, I just really wanted to do that, that's all. <laughs> Bar. Webber. If you know, you know. <laughs> you got go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. All right, so um, Chris Webber is getting in, the big bad wolf. Uh, two-time NCAA <laughs> national champion coach from Villanova, Jay Wright. Seven-time WNBA All-Star and two-time Olympic gold medalist Yolanda Griffiths. And seven-time WNBA All-Star and three-time WNBA MVP Lauren Jackson. So from the Distinguished Committees focused on preserving all areas of the game, they also selected seven directly elected enshrinees. That's Val Ackerman, Cotton Fitzsimmons, Howard Garfinkel. Um, From the Contributor Committee, Clarence Fats Jenkins. Um, the Early African-American Pioneers Committee is, is where Fats gets in. Tony Kukok is getting in from the International Committee. And shout-out to friend of the show. Uh, he was a former guest. And shout-out also to uh, Davis Backwards, the homie vibe from Tissue and the Tape Hip-Hop Show. Uh, Bob Dandridge from the Milwaukee Bucks getting in from the Veterans Committee and Pearl Moore from the Women's Veterans Committee. Shout out to Bob Dandridge because he should have been in a long time ago. But, um, nice, nice, nice. Definitely, definitely a nice, uh, Hall of Fame class, man. So with that, Jim, uh, while I do this, let everybody know what happened this week. While they they were on that Grizz night, 
because a lot happened. Absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot going on in this world today. Um, but while you on the ground, it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, here's what you got to do. Hit up Digital Extreme Technologies. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Say, yeah, hold it on the war room. Give me that war room <laughs> account, and you shall be taken care of. But it's time to talk about what happened this week while you were on the Grizz Nye. Shout out to uh, our brother Tobias. This is his favorite story right here, which is Kwame Brown going in on anybody who says his name. Kwame, I don't want any smoke whatsoever. Leave me alone. Um, Yo, but Kwame was on one this though. week. So let's give you all a little background if you've been living under a rock, man. Gilbert Arenas was on the All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and 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 captain jack and they got into stories about kwame brown like i went back after the fact and it really didn't seem that bad what gilbert was doing and and saying but he was kind of talking about how how michael jordan um and you know doug collins and just everybody in that wizards organization kind of beat kwame's confidence out of him because he was actually praising kwame saying when i got there he's like kwame brown was the most talented player on the team. He said he had Anthony Davis type, um, um, type, you know, he, he could have had that type of career. He had that kind of potential. He was the fastest person on the team. He said he had small hands. So, you know, he, he had some guard skills and all that kind of stuff. But then, you know, like everybody does when they talk about Kwame and talk about him being a, the, the, a bus, you know, you kind of, say a couple of jokes and I guess after 20 years of being the butt of jokes, Kwame Brown has had enough and Kwame Brown went on his little YouTube channel and started lighting into these guys but the thing is he, he's, he's been doing it for the past few days now so when he first started Jim y'all know you know we were in the chat I from this whole week I have gone from yeah Kwame to all right, Kwame. That's that's enough, Kwame. This is getting a little corny now, Kwame. Because <laughs> he by the way, stop. Kwame, that's that's Dev. That's not me. I'm letting y'all know that right now. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> hey, yo, Kwame, did, you, did you see what Charlamagne said to make him go off? I didn't see what he actually said to make him go off. Because it's like anybody who says anything about him now, he's 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 going Charlamagne. in. Charlemagne, Jamel Hill. Rachel Nichols. Yo, he called so, Rachel Nichols all kinds well, of beads of all, in his and his uh. I didn't face. see I didn't see the Rachel Nichols one, but the yeah. Jamel, all Jamel said was Kwame chose violence this morning, which see, is but, a but, quote but, from uh, Game of Thrones. Kwame, Kwame lives on a he he lives out on a farm out on a ranch or whatever. He's pretty much out of you know the loop as as you alluded to or allegedly. I'm not going to put you out there in case Kwame come looking for you. As somebody said. You know, he just now getting a hold of social media, learning how to work it this week. So Kwame don't know all the, the pop culture sayings and all of that kind of stuff. So when she said Kwame chose violence, he took that literally as if she was saying he was a violent person. So she got on his list. Yo, Rachel Nichols got on his so list. Which, I don't know what she said to get on his list. Yeah, I don't even which know what I gotta see. I got to see her with his – I mean, I got to see – his response to Rachel Nichols, I didn't see that one. But what I did see was Charlamagne was just telling a story, and what all he said was he was because you know um, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson, their podcast is on his network, right. and he was like, "Yo, those are my business partners," and I told him like, "Yo, just leave that boy alone." He was like, "Because 
I know the family. He said his their family is from South Carolina, which is where he's from. He said in um, they got a bunch of brothers. He was like Kwame's pop is you know a gangster who um uh, he said he think he's still in prison for like you know shooting his girlfriend. He was like uh, Kwame's brother caught a body. He had like two brothers that caught bodies. His father caught a body. You know what I mean? And a bunch of other stuff. He was like so. He's like I say that to say this. You don't know what to make somebody snap, so leave him alone. He was like, he comes from a family where, you know. So what Kwame said was, are you out here telling everybody my family's murderers, huh? But you a rapist. Yeah, so he started going in on him about, yeah. So, you know, because everybody keep posting it. So I've seen most of Kwame's rants until, you know, until I really couldn't take it anymore. Because at some point, like even listening to him, like, first of all, he's put out hours of content talking about these guys killing jack <laughs> killing gilbert he, he's finally said he and gilbert talked behind the scenes because gilbert been shook since it started gilbert was in his oh, yeah. original gilbert comment section saying he ain't want no smoke gilbert said but the crazy part is gilbert didn't really no say anything terrible about him on the show at least from what i read i haven't actually listened to the episode yet Yo, that's so the, that's the you know you you can read like, something gilbert... but you could kind of hear different things in people's tones and inflection they could be you know trying to sarcastically say stuff, try to joke on him, but from what I Yo, read, it really didn't seem like he said anything terrible about it. Here's the thing about he just Gilbert. Tired of being Gilbert, talked about. Actually, Gilbert is um pretty talented at, at what he does. And I say that because he I agree. criticizes folks, but he always makes it about basketball. Like he doesn't come he doesn't right. like sometimes Jack and him will joke on folks, but he don't do that. Like Gilbert doesn't do that. Gilbert is all about right. the X's nose and like how he sees the game. So he's pretty good at what he does actually. So he he never disrespected the boy. But what I found funny is when you read the full comment that he put in the chat, like part of it went right. We read the full comment. He tells a whole story about how he's seen the boy in action multiple times. He said he saw one time where Kwame oh, was with his brother. Yeah. Yeah, and he was like, they knocked out a bunch of folks in the club and got outside the club with the bouncers. He said, so and they, they took, took like six bouncers, three apiece. Yo, <laughs> he's like, so I don't want any part to that country boy son. Uh, Gilbert like yo and that's right I mean while it looks like he's cowering he's probably also saying like yo I you know I, he really didn't say anything terrible about him the crazy part is he's been going in on Matt Barnes calling him Becky with the good hair all week which is hilarious but that is hilarious. Barnes didn't say anything about him either He no, he he's didn't. apparently mad at Matt Barnes for tapping Jack's leg his knee when he said something about him. So he's just going in on anybody that he perceives has any ill will for him. But at at some point it's gotten kind of tired because what he keeps doing is claiming that these dudes, um, everybody he's going at, and Charlemagne included, Charlemagne, uh, Jack, Barnes, every Gilbert, he's claiming that on their platforms all they do is bring down black men and all of that kind of stuff, uh, Jamel included. But he spent countless hours this week putting out content, <laughs> killing a group of black men, calling them all kind of bands. And, and, and yo, he's, he's, he went in on them dudes. And like I said, it was entertaining to me for a while. So I'm egging it on like, yeah, Kwame. But after a while, to me, it got, really corny it started to look real desperate to me I'm, I'm convinced that Kwame because he keeps talking about those guys having podcasts as if having a podcast makes you royalty so at this point I think 
he just wants a podcast. Like he's showing people how controversial he can be, how many people he can bring to the yard. And I think that's what oh, he, he wants at this point. Too. Like somebody, he's looking somebody, for the fame. Like I'm like, dude, at this point, just ask for one. Somebody will give you one. Charlamagne will give you one. But he'll get a bar. He's gonna get a bar stool joint. Bar stool always looking for uh, people to be controversial and whatnot. So, I mean, listen, I ain't mad at him. All I'm saying is, he he. It took him less than a week to like change everybody's perception of him because the internet loves yo, him. Yo, Kwame's a hero now. They're not even gonna talk about. And him. they think he yeah, speaks he truth. Somebody. I'm like, yo, is this your, hero, is this your now, hero? So that's that's yo, all it takes. That's all it everybody takes call off in Kwame Jim this week. It's all has about the been, narrative, dog. It's all about the yo, narrative. Everybody who's Koloff and Kwame this week has been one of the dudes that he's mad at right now. People that's been talking crazy trash part. about him for the last 20 years. Ain't nobody said anything positive about Kwame. The crazy part is, remember, I used to kind of cape for Kwame like, yo, per minute. Dude, yo, he was a great rebounder per minute. And people used to tell me, yo, FOH. I'm like, okay, I'm not saying he no, was a great player, but I'm saying for the minutes that he played so. and the fact that he stayed in the league that long, like, yeah, like compared to expectations, people wasn't trying to hear That's what how it was. good of a because rebounder he was, was per minute. From, you know I mean? from everybody I heard, like when he first came to like, you know, the camps and all that stuff, they said he would dominate for because he was just like, he was like so strong as a young guy. Right. But to forget, he was drafted at like 17, turning 18, like. Country you know, but he and, and got drafted by you know arguably the greatest. So it's like your expectations are so crazy, but you you're not a bad player. It's like it's like when I, I, the video I shared with you yesterday when um they were showing uh Eric Gordon like cooking Mike's kids, right? It, it's, it's, it's like what he said in that video. Like Eric Gordon is a solid pro, but coming right. out of high school, he was supposed to be like you know yeah he was he was, he was of a ranked lot of higher teams. than a lot of superstars in the league right now. Exactly. Harden. Oh, that's the thing. But he's, but he's, yeah. But he's still a solid pro. Like he has a nice career. Like, and yeah. that's the thing. Um, expectations sometimes, bro, could be your biggest uh, enemy. And I think that's kind of what happened with Kwame because he wasn't a terrible player. I mean, you know, him and Kobe scored eighty-two. You saw the picks he set. No doubt. No doubt. If it wasn't for him, I want no eighty-two. Him and Kobe put out put work in that night. Yeah, but Listen, you know. Man, speaking of Matt Barnes, though. Matt Barnes uh, has a semi-autobiographical comedy series in the works at Showtime slash Lionsgate. So, uh, I mean, when I said, the first when I said autobiographical, I was like, okay, that's interesting. But then it said comedy, and that comedy like, uh, I saw Jay do this. So I don't know. Yo, but th- this is this is weird to me, Jim, because on one report I saw, like, he's supposed to play himself. Like, he's supposed to be the actor in this series. I know he's an executive producer, but... But 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 my question is this: like, if it's going to be even semi based on his life, if it's going to be you know semi autobiographical, what the hell about Matt Barnes' life has been funny? I mean, we laughed at I don't his know funny, emotional response but to, I have heard part to, of to, to, to fish, and of course, Kwame's been laughing at it all week. But what the hell are we like? No, is he gonna is he gonna put that in there? You know what I mean? His upbringing is crazy. His upbringing is absolutely crazy, like, in terms of, like, um, you know, violence, and, you know, but that's what I'm saying. Comedy part. I understand, but is it I funny? Heard, I mean, you know, I mean, we're point. different. I don't know if it's funny. We're different. We're going to laugh regardless because we're, we're, something's wrong with but, us. See, from a dramatic, <laughs> I, like, but I, that's when I first read it, I was like, okay, because I heard part of his story, and it was very, like, you know, he has a story. He has a crazy story. Right. Um, it seemed like it was more of a drama than a comedy. But that's exactly it. 
you know what I mean? Growing up as like a, a dude from like a, in a violent neighborhood, and but you looking like Elder Bard, so you always getting tested. And he right. got a story, but right. I just don't know where the comedy part comes in. Like you might be able to make a fire movie or documentary or something about Matt yeah, Barnes, but yeah. a, a half hour yeah. scripted comedy. Like I'm, I'm thinking, is he at a? Because I know, you know, the whole fish situation is behind him now. I think he's okay with it. Everything's fine. But he's, is he at a place in his life where he's ready to joke about that? Because you can't have anything loosely based on Matt Barnes and you don't add that. So you got to make fun of that. You you got to. Yo, Fish, you still <laughs> file for that, dude. Yeah, he's I don't still, care. I don't care. He, fish, he fish accepted man, you fish, and y'all cool yeah. and all that, but you still file. Yo, he was his teammate. He was like his, his old head on the team. And then, yo. That's how you, that's and, I, and I'm not going front, Kwame, I mean, even though he's getting mad personal, Kwame's jokes about that, oh, my God. He was killing Bull, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the man's got to be fired, though, dog. Like, for, he was singing. Cause the thing is, there's no way. He's no like, she chose, dog. She chose. Like, yo, no, he's no way. Me. There's no way Fish didn't know how he would be perceived and how that would come. So that just, it is, it's no, so that means you know what the answer is on. Yeah. Just don't leave fish around your chick if, you know, yeah. if he's your teammate, coach. if he's your coach. Yo, he, wasn't he Matt Barnes' coach for a minute, too? Yeah, wasn't was. Barnes was. With, the, with the Knicks? Yo, your yeah, coach pops. Yo. Your coach pops. Yo. Man. All right. All right. That's messed up. <laughs> Listen, yeah, he got a pop. That's messed up. Listen, um, moving on, though. The first ever all-black all starting lineup makes his NHL debut. It was mad light skin boys, but I mean, uh, that being well, said, it wasn't. It wasn't the whole lineup. lineup. It was the the a line. So the forward line, it was three dudes in, yeah. the, start, in the in the lineup. Yeah. So I guess this is NHL history. We're still we're st- we're still doing this in 2021. The first all black something, and it still wasn't an all black lineup. It was just the forward line, and they got their ass kicked four to nothing. So they're probably not gonna ever do it again. So, but but shout out to them, man. Black power. <laughs> Black Listen, power. Because y'all know if y'all drop us in any sport and give us a little bit of time to learn it, oh, we, we we have the potential to take it over if we want to take it over. So, you yeah. know, like Cedric said, if you want to get them bros out there skating, if you want, y'all ain't going to like how the game going to look in 20 years. So, Tampa Bay Lightning out here yeah. trying, to, trying to start something. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the what's the name of the sport where they where they run up and down the uh the field like soccer but they like sew the ball from a like a net? Um Lacrosse. Lacrosse. You got lacrosse, you got rugby. Badminton. Rugby is more like football though. No, um, no, not rugby. I know rugby. What's what's badminton? Yeah. No, badminton is kinda like badminton is like tennis with a volleyball with the little rackets. You might be talking about oh, lacrosse. No, not that big. I am talking You're about talking lacrosse. About lacrosse. Right, so they have like, the little helmet, and they got the little pole with the net Yeah, ball. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's lacrosse. I was bring it up to say this. They were showing lacrosse highlights on ESPN the other day, and I was like, yo, this got to be a top five most douchiest sport in the world. Like, <laughs> you, you just look mad douchey playing. You look mad windthorpe. Like, there's no way. Like, there's no way you're not douchey. And then I start thinking in my head, I'm like, what's the douchiest sport like there is? Like, it got to be either that or, like, water polo. Like, Looking good, windthorpe. But... I don't know, yeah, but you gotta be—you gotta have sport. some semblance of toughness to play lacrosse, though. Because that's why they wear a little shoulder Yo, pads, like football, a little helmet. They be out there hitting each other. They definitely Yo, everybody do. that plays lacrosse looks like they come from a privileged background, though. Like, yeah, you did. It's, it's, it's the either. roughest thing that privileged people are gonna play. 
<laughs> if, if that's so then I start right. thinking in my head, like, what is, what except for the privileged guys that play football, it, but it's like water polo. Like, is, is water polo the most douchey sport? It, it probably got to be water polo, or or just um, or just polo. Like you riding around on a horse. Like you already yeah, got to be a that, douche that, to know how to there, ride a horse. Yeah, that right there, yeah, yeah, that right yeah, there. You, you got to be too, right? from a certain you know family type of family to know how to ride a horse anyway. Yeah, to have horses. That's true. So it might so, be so, just so that. Polo got to be the yeah. polo got to be the douchiest sport there is. Like so, so but but for some reason. Look Polo, it's like you you stuff. riding a horse and playing pool at the same time. I don't know. We about to, we about to come up the war room, the war room list, uh, most douchiest sports, top ten douchiest sports there are. Anyway, um, the 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 rowing joint, the what do you call it that they do at the Ivy League yeah. schools down on the school yeah, hill? Yeah, the Winkle Voss twins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> crew, crew is what they call it. Crew, only, and I only know that because of the movie How High. Cause they asked um Redman to join crew, and he was like, "What? My crew will f- your crew up." <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to one of the corniest movies of all time. Yo, right. East Coast, we fall and, East Coast. Oh, all right, all right, but anyway, um, so uh, shout out to the Negro Deontay line and the, and the Lightning. Beyonce <laughs> Wilder won an arbitration case for a trilogy with Tyson Fury, so. We were waiting on Anthony Joshua and Fury fight, but now that's in jeopardy because Deontay, for some reason, wants to get his ass kicked again. Yo, Deontay wants that money because he knows these two dudes, you know, they surpassed him as far as what they're going to earn. They're saying Tyson Fury can earn up, like, from between 75 and and $100 million for the Joshua fight, um, $100 million depending mm-hmm. on if the pay-per-view goes well, right? So now yeah. that he lost his arbitration against Deontay Wilder, like, it, it's like either you got to fight them or now what you're hearing from those camps are they're trying to put together a package to pay him to get the hell out of the way. Fury said that Deontay Wilder asked for $20 million to step aside. So no. <laughs> This is the quote from Fury. He said, what a joke Deontay Wilder has become. Asked for $20 million to move over. Joker, looks like I have to crack his skull again. Yo, what kind of, yo, he's killing him. He said, look like I'm at the crack of skull again because you don't want to pay him 20. And that's kind of what Bob Arum said the other day, too, because people were thinking they're just going to pay him to step aside. Bob Arum was saying it might just be easier to just get rid of him rather than just step aside. Like, they talking like it's a 100% chance the Fury is just going to whoop his ass again. And looking, you know, being real, as far as being a pugilist scientist, Fury is light years ahead of Deontay Wilder, but it's hard to disrespect Dante Wilder, Deontay Wilder in, in this manner because he got that he's so strong, he can get you out of there with one punch, even if you've kicked his ass the whole fight. And we've seen him do that on numerous occasions. Yeah. We almost saw him do it against Fury. So it's kind of difficult for me to sit here and see him disrespect Ball to that end. Like, come on, dude. We know that you're a much better boxer than dude. But don't mess around and get caught because he will put you to sleep and he will mess up your payday with Joshua because he's going – his step aside might – you know, if he does step aside for some money, he might step aside with the hopes of, okay, I'll, I'll step aside if you give me this amount of money and I get the winner of Fury Joshua. But if he does that, he also has to get that deal signed, sealed, and delivered from the Joshua camp who has nothing to do with this. So this is a yeah. crazy, messy situation in the heavyweight division, man. 
You think he'll yeah, step aside for twenty mil? Because they're figuring that twenty mil figure is just the start of negotiations. Um, yeah, I don't but Bob Arum did reserve that. a date in Vegas just in case Tyson Fury got to go inside his head again. So from what they're Yo, saying, I don't, I don't <laughs> think I don't think that uh, he even really um, wants to fight. He might step aside for two mil. He figured I throw it out there. <laughs> Yo, you know what I'm saying? Who knows, man? But. They disrespect him, boy. Like he ain't got one punch knockout ability. Maybe I'll stop talking to him. Here's the thing, though. I know he can't fight. Never could. Like if (laughs) if Joshua beats uh, Fury, then we still want to see Joshua Wilder. We want to see him all fight each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely do. But I still think if it's a great fight, more people gonna want to see a rematch than see Deontay Wilder. Like people soured on Bull quick. Remember, people started cold off and Bull like he was, you know, one of the greatest. Yeah, you know, one of the greatest. He get his ass kicked, and now people are like, yo, get him out of here. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, now, happens, how quickly they tear you down, fight? man. Now what happens if he gets this fight? He lands one of them crazy wild punches. And and shout out to Skyview. Uh, some stuff from earlier conversations. He said uh, Tibbs is the coach of the year. He said I'm Sixers all day, but CP3 is the MVP. Um. Oh, he said cricket. Cricket is another sport. Cricket is kind of oh, like... Oh, my God. Is cricket the one that's like baseball, but they got a paddle, and they kind of run yeah, up to the joint yeah, on a yeah. tee and, that's like, smack mad, it? That's mad douchey looking. What do they do Crazy after that? Exactly. I don't know what they do after that. Do they run bases? Yeah, like, I don't... What are they doing? Yeah, they do. It's kind of, Yo, it's it's weird, bro. Like, it, it's, it's crazy. I watched them cricket they be smacking when I was in Australia. They ball, though. <laughs> yo, because in, in Australia, cricket is... I mean, cricket is huge all across the world, but, I mean... Right. It's definitely douchey looking though. It looks mad douchey. <laughs> I, but I think you're right though. Polo still got to be a top top one douchey yeah. sport though. I mean, like, come on. Just the horse itself separates it from everything else. Like bro, if you play polo, that means you got a pony when you were seven years old. That means you got yeah, a so you probably your, your people probably had a stable and you had your own horses when you were like fourteen. Yeah, and then you know that's the most polo and equestrian. That's you just ride around jumping on the horse's back. Yo, that's, that's well, the, that's you're that's riding the, the horse while one. he's jumping over stuff. Yo, that's a top one Winthrop sport that's out there. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely. As a matter it. of fact, I guarantee you, the people who do equestrian, they probably play polo as well. They probably don't know how to do one without the other. So oh, yeah. shout yeah, out to all them douches. It's a bunch of constant fly cats that play polo. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so man, tell everybody what happened in dating sports history before we get I out. I will here. do, but before we do that, we got one call on the line. We're gonna go out to Rob and Cali, and then we're gonna tell you what happened this week in this dating sports history, and then we're gonna get up out of here. Uh, Rob and Cali, what up, good brother? You on the line? What's going on? Yo, can y'all hear me? We can hear you. Yes, sir. What's good, man? It's your boy Rob, aka Yo, Yo. It, it, it's your boy Yo. Infected with the Yo. You know I ain't gonna see me on my What's good, man? How y'all doing? What's good, man? What's up, Rob? Big Brom with the clutch shot, Laker gang. What's up, man? I love the Lakers, man, but I can't stand these Brom sexuals, man. They just oh, God, <laughs> special ones from the Midwest, bro. They just, you know, I think Sam Brom bailed y'all out while he was while he was legally blind, I, though. You gotta give him his flowers. Bro. Oh, thank God, yeah, from from trash Dray- Draymond, you know. What he I'm was saying? he was he was I, legally blind when he did that, man. So that's. That's 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 that that might top the flu game, man. That's gonna be the blind game. <laughs> right. We'll top the flu game. We win seven championships. How about that, man? I ain't, you know, I ain't, I ain't gonna kiss no LeBron's behind. I ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not the same. Yeah, what's up, man? 
know. I'm, hey, uh, uh, tough crowd. Uh, it, 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 Heck yeah, man! All I all I gotta say is all I gotta say is like I gotta say one quick thing about the Eagles, and I'm just gonna go talk about the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? And the Lakers, you know. And, and by the way, you talking about the Lakers? How come you don't play? How come you don't play that? You know, we all the chance, man. What's up, man? What's up with that track, man? Come on, Jimmy. I play that for you every. I play that for you after they won. What are you talking about? When you I always ring that up for you. I mean, we're not going to do it the whole year. Like, you might get it the first couple of weeks after the championship, but, you know, we, we got to let it live. Y'all got to earn that. Y'all got to earn that again. I, I remember they did, you did that with the Eagles, man. Thank you for oh, that, man. Dave. I, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, about the when, the, when the Eagles win, I was, we're going to play it until the, until the, until the, <laughs> the foul corrupted. But um, what's up? What would you want to say about the Eagles? Real quick, real quick, y'all, I'm tired of these Eagles fans. I understand, I, you know, I may be a Debbie Downer, negative Nancy, but listen, everybody got their opinion. I was, I, I didn't like the draft. I don't really like Jalen Hurts, you know what I'm saying? I do, I do like the coaching staff. I think the coaching staff, I do have fully confidence in the coaching staff because I believe the coaching staff is going to work on player development. You know, mm-hmm. not like the last coach established. Which, which is, Pearson, which but, is know, a good thing for Jalen Hurts. Which is a good thing for Jalen Hurts. But, but, but here's the thing. I like the draft. No, you got a guard that had bad knees, you, who's going to probably be out of the league in three years. You got uh, a DN, which is has potential, but he has short arms. And you got a lion and ass receiver. <laughs> that boy got short arms. And, you know, a lion and ass it, you, 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 of course, like when you know, like like uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, what's the five nine said? Me and DJ Premier the same ways. We both are same ways. We both speak with our hands in dangerous ways. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, when you alignment, you know it's 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 like kung fu. You know what I'm saying? It's martial arts. You got to get up in there in the trenches. And mm-hmm. the, you oh. know, you, you know that that that's one of the things, one of the issues I have with the draft. And I have with the light and Jalen Hurts. The only thing I gotta say about Jalen Hurts, whatever. I remember one episode. I, I wanted all the black quarterbacks. I, I talked trash about all of them. Who cares? You know, your your man's over here talk trash about McNabb. I like McNabb. We got difference of opinion. So what? Jalen Hurts. I ain't seen nothing special. He only completed fifty percent fifty percent of his passes. He only won one game. And these Eagle fans all going crazy over one game. I understand it's a blue collar city, and it's the next man up. And I do appreciate that. But the thing is, I appreciate winners, okay? I appreciate winners. Shut me up. And I like my yeah. him, I like Michael Vick, but Michael Vick, I knew he was going to do nothing because he didn't have the mental capacity to actually play the quarterback position the right way. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Let's go to the to, to Lakers. You know, I never liked Michael Vick. I never liked him, you know. Was, no, you know in high school, it was, you know, but – and also, people want to talk on him because he got HV2. That's all I got to say about that, too. But anyway, Yo. Uh, <laughs> Yo. All right. What, what, what about that's, the Lakers, man? Yo, you bugging. I, uh, no, the Hall of Fame. Let's talk about the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. Um, of course, you know, Kobe was in there. It was it was emotional. I was a little surprised that uh, Michael Michael was going to present. I thought it was going to be somebody like Phil Jackson or somebody, but I'm, I'm kind of yeah, glad that Michael whole presenting too. them thing. I never understood that because it's not like the the presenter introduces them. It's not like they say anything. That's basically like their Hall of Fame gatekeeper. 
I'm just going to walk you to the stage and, and, and sit here. I'm the person that's kicking the door open for you. That's pretty much what that is. Because, it, like, like, when you hear a presenter, you kind of think they're going to make a quick speech. They're going to say, you know, have a couple of remarks. Nah, they, they just sit there and just look crazy the whole time and, and just smile. But shout out to Vanessa because, you know, she keep going up and, and speaking with, with poise throughout this, this whole thing. She she sounded like Kobe for a minute there, though. Speech got a little arrogant. <laughs> I was digging it, but she was letting people know. Um, she was trying to give her version of, of a Michael Jordan speech. All right, but what else you got on that? I know you're a Kevin Garnett fan as well. Oh, well, I I didn't – I like Garnett before he became to Boston, you know. When he went to Boston, he just became a more dirtier dude, you know what I'm saying? I'm, and I mean <laughs> – I mean, he just became a, and, and you know what? You know, shout out to the, to, you know, Team Darskin. You know what I'm saying? He was a, he, 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 he is a beast. I mean, if he, I hey, mean, blueprint. Check your line. Check the line. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. I, I mean, the the thing is, is that that amount. I, and oh, and, and I want Jimmy to jump in. I want Jimmy to jump in while I'm talking about Tim Duncan too. It's like all these guys. I mean, it's very because I gotta go back and look at the Hall of Fame. But you got a Hall of Fame where all these guys are dogs. All of them are dogs. All of them were hungry. All even Kevin, even Tim Duncan in his monotone way, he was a dog. No, no, this dog. is one of the better Hall of Fame class. I mean, just top heavy with those three. But this is one of the, you know, the better classes that man, you're not going to find too much better than that. Like the new class that's coming in later this year. You know, it's a good class. You got Paul Pierce, you got Chris Weber, you know, you got Chris Bosch, you got guys like that, but it doesn't really compare in star power and just like what these dudes represented like the class that just went in um for twenty twenty, even though he went in in twenty twenty one. I mean it's, it's a, just it's, it's just a, a different breed. Man. Out there, like, I think if you look at the class of like oh eight, you ever see the class mm-hmm. of oh eight? They had like Adrian Dantley, Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Pat Riley, and Dick Vitale. Yeah. That's a crazy joke. That was one crazy class. That's a crazy class. Um, Ooh. 18, though. What about, like, um, Ray Allen, Grant Hill, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Dino Raja? That was a crazy class, too. Maurice Cheeks was in that class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, I'm looking at some other classes, too, like 1980, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West. Uh, Jerry Lucas, mm. that's a crazy top three. How about that? So that class is probably that probably was one of their versions of a class like this. <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, so this class right here is probably better. Hey, this class right here is probably better than that though. Right? Oh nine, Michael Jordan, David Robinson, John Stockton, and Jerry Sloan. Tough. That was a good class. That that was a good yeah, that was a good class. Not. And, and, and oh. I mean, I used to not like. I used to not like because I like. There wasn't a lot of personality like that came along with that star power, but that's a tough class. No, but like this one had star power and personality. I mean, Tim didn't have much personality. Jordan, the Jordan, Admiral, and John Stockton, the Admiral, and Jerry Sloan, and in that same class was C. Vivian Stringer. Like, not, not that's not a walk of the park either. Like, the Admiral. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even at a later age with Tim Duncan, he I remember, you know that I think it was a play, it was a playoff series with um, the Spurs and they blew out the Clippers. He baptized Blake Griffin, you know, he's coming to Duncan and 
And and Tim Duncan guys like, yo, man, I, I I can still go up. I can still show you. I think they used to call him Mr. Fundamentals, you know. And and I just really, 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 really didn't like Tim Duncan. I didn't like it because he was just so good. He was just he was good. He gave the Lakers the business. I remember Jimmy asked, you know, who would you take, like Shaquille O'Neal or Tim Duncan, for longevity. I mean, if you're going to pay somebody at least 25, well, 25, 30 million for like three years, or I want to say 30, probably 40 million, probably whatever money for a short period of time just to win you some good championships, Shaq, but for longevity, I would have to pick him because Tim is mental fundamental. He, he knows his roles and he plays it. Shaq, if he's not dominant, you know, he's just, you know, well, he was dominant for a while, but, you know, he's, he's a liability. Yeah, and, um, and and and, K, and KG KG was KG's always been a dog. He's always been a force. I just didn't he always always been a force. He was you know MVP. He was MVP at one time. I think. Yeah. He well, all three of them One of these. He got one. He had one. Kobe had one. Duncan had two. So everybody in that class. That that's another thing that like everybody in that class. Well, at least the ones that were MVP. Oh, yeah. MVP. I'm looking like yo. It's definitely just a crazy class as well. AI Yao Ming. I mean AI went in with. AI went in with Shaq. I mean, it yeah. was AI, Shaq, Shaq and Yao Ming. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. it's a deep stuff. And show by the way. Like, and Swoopy, the no, no, Jordan no, no. of the lady game. Now, let ask y'all this. Do y'all think Paul would be... What'd you say? Basketball players outside LeBron. No, no, I said some of your listeners outside... Let me ask y'all this, because some of your listeners... You know, out out in Chicago at, or out in, or from Chicago, from Ohio, don't don't know any basketball players outside LeBron. So let me ask y'all this: Do y'all think should Paul Gasol be in the Hall of Fame? I'm gonna ask Jimmy: Does Paul Gasol deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I don't even got to think about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Because people forget how good Paul was. And, and Powell kind of got overshined by coming to play with Kobe, but Powell was that dude in his own right, and the Lakers don't win the championships without Powell. So, you know, like, he... he, he it was that piece, missing piece. Hey, you know what? You know who you can compare him to? Who just got in? Bosh. Chris Bosh. Bosh, yeah. Yeah. Powell Gasol and Chris Bosh are the same type of story. They got it. They both got it in in Canada. <laughs> For a team that, you know, wasn't really going anywhere, but they had a couple of years of success up there, but success was relative, you know, compared to what they did once they got moved or once they moved to another team and was kind of overshadowed by a bigger star. You know what I'm saying? But, Rob, man, you know, we, we, we about to get up out of here. So we know, you know, we appreciate you. Yeah, it definitely is. Um we appreciate your call, man. We appreciate your support every week, man. We holler at you next week. All right, good brother. All right, Rob. Oh, all right, all right. y'all take care, man. Peace. All right, all right peace. peace, peace, peace. I got Skyview in the chat Ooh, room trying. Nine, he trying. He, he, he trying to start trouble in the chat. Come on, Robert Ory should get a look. He was a major contributor in Houston, and you can sneeze. You can. I guess he meant you can't sneeze at seven rings. Robert Ory don't deserve a look for nothing. I mean. He was more of a contributor in Houston than he ever was anywhere else. He averaged about 13 in Houston when he was a youngster. Definitely contributed more to those two titles. But 
come on, man. Everybody got to miss me with all this, man. I, I, I still keep, and I know he hit some big shots, but I still keep challenging people to name a, sh- name a shot he hit that had he not hit the, the Lakers or Spurs or, or whoever Listen, or even man. Houston you, wouldn't have won the championship. Here, I give you, I might say game four against Sacramento. I think they would have been in trouble in that series had that not happened. But, you know, I mean, Fisher hit a giant shot against Sacramento too. So, like, who knows? Listen, man, but, the more, oh, come the on, older man. I get, the, the, Hall more, of Fame. the older I get, the more I study, the more I read, the more I understand that all life is is narrative. That's all life is is about the story that's mm-hmm. told and how it's told and who tells it. I mean, I mean, half of the folks out here, you know, live their life based upon the book, but they don't even know who really wrote. So, it, but it's the narrative. It's the stories that's told. It's, it's, the, it's the tales and the way they're told that allow folks to operate in that manner. And when you start talking about sports, a lot of our history, the way we look at people, is literally because of how their stories are told. Robert Ory, Big Shot Bob, the narrative around him is that he's the most, one of the most clutch players to ever play. So you start digging into the numbers. So I mean, but it, these are all. This, but this is what narratives are, and this this is what it is. When you look at someone running for president, it's not about whether they be. It's like what narrative can they tell? And that, that's everything. Narrative is everything. Storytelling is is how we communicate as humans. It's what separates us from other creatures. Is storytelling. So that's what it all really boils down to. People get accomplishments and, and accolades based upon what narrative is told about them. And that's all I got on that. With that being said, uh, what happened on this Dayton Sports History? All righty, this Dayton Sports History. Y'all know it's brought to you by Sports the Book. S-P-O-R-T-S. Smart people only read the sports. Y'all tired of reading the same old bull crap with the same old list, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, and these fake-ass narratives that got people wanting Robert Ory in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Make sure y'all get y'all a copy of Smart People Only Read the Sports. It's a mixture of sports, hip-hop culture, and war room sports lingo <laughs> that'll keep you on the edge of your seat and laughing the whole time. So just go to sportsthebook.com or get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. Wherever you get it, just make sure you get it. Make sure you read it. Make sure you don't miss this movement. This date in sports history, May 20th, 1920. Yo, on this date, <laughs> policemen raided the Cubs bleachers and arrested 24 fans for gambling. My, oh, my, how times have changed. Yo, back in the 20s, they was raiding bleachers. I mean, but yeah, what kind of gambling were you doing in the bleachers that got, like, were you shooting like, dice or were they gambling around the game? Like, I don't get it. Were well, they toting guns and shooting dice? Right, because like it's not like they were betting, I mean, unless they were just sitting there number running, like, for the actual game, like, collecting money right then and there for home run on the next hit. <laughs> Whatever it was, they ran up in the in the stands. Um that's what I'm saying. It couldn't have been something that was going on beforehand because, you know, nobody tipped them off on Twitter or nothing back in 1920. So how y'all know what was going on? So shout out to the policemen. Shout out to the Cubs fans who was shooting dice or doing whatever, probably at Wrigley because Wrigley looked like it was around in the 20s. Um, I got to do the math on that. It probably was. Um, but shout out. We need to give a war room salute to this historical moment, man. <laughs> I just want Yo, to say, you know, now, like, oh, why you're in the stands, 
while you're in the stands, just go to my bookie. You know what I'm saying? Use use the coupon right. code War Room while you in the, while, while you're in the stands. And I mean, you'll be all right. Right, right. And um, before we go, uh, we got some uh, breaking news from Skyview. They just named the MVP finalists, uh, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, Joel Embiid, the process, and Steph Curry, the chef, are your three finalists wow. for so MVP. CP3, CP3, so CP3, CP3 didn't even get a look as a finalist. So we'll, we'll go in the chat and see what everybody thinks about that, man. But let's get up out of here, man. That's interesting. I don't know who they'll give that to. I can't, like, I don't know who's the favorite there. Anyway, I think they're gonna give it to Joker. I think it's a done deal. I do too. I do too. I do too. They're gonna they're gonna, they gonna keep the they're gonna keep dwelling on the he played every game. So he's only one he's one of yeah. only eleven players that played all seventy two this season. Uh, man, that's overrated. Yeah, Listen, man. <laughs> I, that's why I laugh at folks that be like, I haven't missed a day of work in twenty years. You're a loser. That's your fault. Hard <laughs> hard work is overrated, man. Hard work is a sucker. Anyway, man. With that being said, man, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. I haven't missed a day of work since yesterday. Fuck out of here. That ain't nothing to brag about. Listen, man, tune in next week live right here on demand. We catch you up on everything that's going on within the NBA. I mean, I would say all the sports, but, you know, who am I kidding? Um, Stay safe (laughs) in these streets, and we'll see you right back here next time. Catch everything we do, all of our content, social media links, sports the book. Just everything we got going on, you can find right at the hub, which is warroomsports.com. As we always say, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.